friends, Maestro here, bringing you episode 352 of Maestro on the Mic, doing it Thursday, shorty style. In today's episode, I'm giving you three specific instances when starting an online business isn't the best option. You all know I love the online space, but let's be real, it's not always the best choice. All this and more, but first, hey DJ, give me that heartbeat. This is Maestro on the Mic. A podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion and discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it popping. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro, and you're about to get maestro Five. Three, two... Hello, friends. Maestro here, and welcome back to Maestro on the Mic. Decided to switch it up because why not? It's my podcast. I can do what I want. So, right off the bat, you know, it's my favorite line. Thank you. I wrote, uh, no, I didn't write. I had a little call to action in the last podcast, uh, last episode. I don't even remember specifically what it was, but just kind of throwing it out there. You know, if you're a lurker, you haven't reached out, we haven't communicated, you know, reach out, shoot me a DM, shoot me a text. And a handful of you took me up on that. And it was just super, super dope to hear from you and talk and, and hear what's going on. And actually today's episode is inspired by one of those folks who reached out and had a question. So for those of you who reached out, thank you. Uh, another little, I don't know, lesson around the lesson there. Uh, one, if you want something, ask, right? Have those calls to action. But when some of those folks reached out, uh, they told me, I think one of them in particular was just like, you know, I've been following you since, you know, you were doing movement stuff and I didn't buy anything from you until you made Reels You. And like that, I've been doing online business, you know, specifically since 2019 now. I started in 2014 with all the movement stuff. So, you know, this person's been in the ecosystem for a while and, you know, hasn't had, there wasn't anything that was actually meeting their needs or that they, they wanted to purchase or needed to purchase. And that is totally fine. And I say this so that those of you that are, you know, out there with a the business and doing the online thing and you're just like, why are people buying? Like, it takes time. I said it in the last episode and talking about uh, managing expectations and I gave you some, some, some specific numbers, but this is proof. This is the truth. This happens to me as well. Like people, it takes time for people to buy. Just think about your own purchasing habits. So lesson on the lesson, it takes time. First lesson or in between lesson, I guess, uh, is if you want something, Ask, ask for it, have those calls to action. And then the thank you once again, thank you for those of you that, that reached out. It took me up on that call to action and, and reached out. It was actually really, really fucking dope to hear from you. So thank you. So with all that in mind, today's episode, we're going to be speaking about three times when starting an online business isn't the right option. It isn't the right solution. And this was, again, inspired by one of the questions that I received. And I think COVID has, has shown us this COVID times, like, you know, everyone moved to the online space, which wasn't a bad thing. I think, you know, so much good has come out of it, but we got to see, and people got to learn from themselves, whether or not this thing was for them, whether they wanted to be in the online space and the reality of being in the online space, right? Like this is not 
a hobby. If you're going to run a business, an online business, it's still running a business. If you're going to start a business online, it's still a business. It doesn't just, you know, it can't be the side hustle thing that you do for two seconds. I actually had the honor, really, truly, the great honor of speaking at Jill's FBA uh, live event yesterday. And one of the questions that comes up a lot is about creating social media content and having it not take too long. And the reality is if you are trying to do the online thing and you are doubling down on organic traffic and you are doubling down on using social media as that first interaction place for people, that is a big part of your business and you are going to spend time doing that. You're going to spend a lot of time doing that. It will take me easily an hour to create a post. Like sometimes I can do it really quickly if I'm repurposing something, you know, or maybe I'm making a simple tweet, but if it's a video, if I'm really trying to make sure the caption is exactly what I want it to be, if it's some of the swipe content and I want to make sure that I'm being efficient with the, the words that I'm using, it can take time. Like you're making something, you're building something. And I was actually watching, I say watching, I was on Instagram earlier today, of course, and I follow this account, Cooper Coyle. I think that I think that's the name, Cooper Coyle. And they dress up, uh, him and his brother, dress, twin brother, they dress up and they go like drag to the max. Like they are just gorgeous, but also incredible and like all the things and it is truly art and I'm just like so entertained and it's, it's just so much fun to watch. And in today's video, he was, or both of them were talking about how long it takes to make a video. And because someone had asked on TikTok, I guess, like, what happens? Like, how do you make these transitions? What happens when you land? Because they jump into, they, they have one outfit on, they jump up in the air and they land, they land in the new, the new outfit, right? They have like these wild, you know, 27 inch high platform shoes in front of them and they jump into them theoretically, and it's a transition, right? A uh, TikTok transition. And then they land and they're in a new outfit. And they went through the process. My people, these videos they make take three, wait for it, days. Not three hours, definitely not three minutes. Three days. Like, yes, they have a massive following now, and that's what it takes. It takes massive work. So for those of you, if you are choosing to look around and not have your eyes on your own paper, creating this stuff takes a long time. I was just like, you know, clapping for them. I, I knew this took a long time, but three days? Fuck yeah. That is, that is incredible. And they deserve all the, whatever they're getting out of this. I hope they're getting something out of it. If not, you know, besides the pure joy of doing it. But all that to say, if you are running an online business, starting an online business, understand it's still a business. And these things take time and they take work. I'm actually mulling over working on another episode. I just had a really good conversation in the DMs with uh, Dr. Sean Pastuch. Courtney, if you could link that episode, that'd be amazing. I uh, had a, a conversation today. I talked to him probably every day, but I had a conversation today. And we were talking about when people kind of get scammed and they're sold the golden goose of, you know, it, you can work for two hours a week and make $100,000 a year. And it's like, well, one, no. We should know that that's not possible. But two, the bigger question is like, why do people only want to work two hours a week? Like, if you love this thing, why would you only want to work two hours a week? And there's a way bigger discussion with this to be had. And, uh, you know, it actually ties into the discussions that I've had with Laura Jean. Laura Jean, actually, I put, I posted that question. I posed that question in the stories and Laura Jean responded. So Courtney, if you could link that episode as well. 
And, you know, we're talking about values and things like that. And I totally agree. Uh, but just some food for thought, you know, when it comes to this. All that to say, I know that I'm going on some tangents, but all that to say that running a business takes time and effort and work. There is no shortcut. There is no hack. There is no, you're going to make a lot of money by putting in a little bit of effort. Like I use Vegas a lot as a, as an example, because it's very similar to Instagram and social media. Like the way that you quote unquote win is by staying in it and playing the most, right? Betting the most. This is what happens with, with, with Vegas in terms of you're not going to like play the penny slots and win $10 million. Like that doesn't exist. It'd be great, but that doesn't exist. The people that are making, or if they are winning a lot of money, they're betting or gambling a lot of money. And actually, I was talking to my man TJ and he was like, you know, I actually don't go there to win money. I go there to spend money so that I can make, get points and use that for hotel stays. And I was like, that is so smart. So he's like, I'll walk away with 40 bucks. I'll end up, you know, having, have a transaction of $800 over the course of the night. We're up, we're down, we're up, we're down. And maybe I walk away with 40 bucks. But playing all of that gets points for that place that you're playing. And then you can get hotel stay. So I was like, that is actually really smart. So I know it's, we're like nine minutes in, 10 minutes in, and I've gone on all the tangents, but it all ties in. All of this to say, all these examples to say, that having and running an online business takes work and takes time. So with that in mind, three scenarios where starting an online business is not the best solution. Number one, when you need quick money. It's not the way because online is not the way unless you're going to try and scam someone, which that is not the way. If you need quick money, go get a job in person. Like get a loan, I guess. I really, you know. I'm not a CPA, financial advisor, anything like that, but I can tell you that online is not quick, so don't do that. I know Ramit does have a program about you know making money online and, and starting your online business. The thing is, I, I, have, I haven't taken that program, but I think probably more of the value in that is understanding how to productize a service and realize your skill set and then look to monetize it. Not so much like, okay, here's how you would do it 100% online. Because the reality is you have to have an audience. Who are you selling this thing to? Are you going to put money behind it and pay traffic? Well, okay, but you just said you need money. So maybe you shouldn't be spending money on paid traffic if that's the case. So if you need quick money, starting an online business, going into the online space is not going to be your best option because it is a slow play, long play, slow burn, long play game. I... I sit with this when I go to talk about it, and it's not that I want to change my messaging, but I do sit with it, and I'm like, well, what is the solution? Is there a way to speed things up? Like, no. And I also like, you know, I could because I'm so solution oriented, I think about this, and I'm like, is there a solution? Sorry about the whistle there, but in reality, I'm like, but this is the product I'm selling. The product I'm selling, just like physical therapy, is that there isn't a quick fix, there isn't a hack, and longevity and consistency reign supreme and that shit takes time it, it just it is what it is so number one if you're looking for quick money starting an online biz ain't your best solution number two when your skills don't translate into the online space so i just recorded an episode with my cousin from my internet side that's what she said and i was like that that's fucking hilarious right my cousin from my internet side uh kiana thompson and she is a massage therapist. She's been in practice and the field for over 20 years. She's huge, hugely successful. I've actually brought her on this, this 
previous recording, this past recording, it was the third time. That episode will actually launch, it'll air on Monday. So this episode, if you're listening to it, when it first drops, it should be on Thursday, the 3rd of February. And then on Monday, the 7th of February, for episode number 353, I believe, uh, that's going to be Kiana Thompson. And we talked about this specifically because COVID hit and in person got shut down. Some of these things could move online, but certain things like body work, like that doesn't translate to online as well. Like, yes, you could teach people how to do it, go through, you know, yoga tune up uh, online sessions and things like that, if you like that kind of stuff. But the actual massage and the soft tissue work, the manual work, the energy transfer that happens, you can't replicate that online. So it was really, really important for me to bring Kiana on and talk about this and what can massage therapists do to pandemic-proof their businesses and what should they do if they have a skill that doesn't translate into the online space. And realistically, you know, I don't want to give any spoilers away, but she was like, go get a job. She's like, you may not want to hear it, but go get a job. Go get something else while you can, while you're building this up or until you can do this thing again, because if those skills don't translate into the online space, they don't translate. So don't force it. So if any of you out there, just that was the easiest example I could think of. Uh, but if any of you out there are like, my skills don't translate into the online space, don't force it. Like it's not the time to try, you know, the solution rather. The best solution is not to go and, and, and try and move into the online space and start an online business. Number three, and remember the third reason or instance when starting an online business really ain't the best solution. When people want and are expecting in-person solutions, I almost said inspecting, that's not right. When people want and are expecting in-person solutions. Now, this isn't to say that you cannot create an online solution at some point, but this question or this point rather came specifically from receiving a question when I received a question that this person is has a booming in-person business they are clearly fucking phenomenal at what they do right numbers don't lie so they have a wait list that's super long and they were just like should I start an online component so these people aren't waiting so long my immediate response to that and I sat with it afterwards and I was like no this is still my response is that these people are on the wait list for an in-person service I would not recommend just trying to create something online and give it to them, especially if it's something that's a DIY. So it's one thing to be like, okay, we're, we're going to do remote sessions, still one-on-one, but it's going to be remote. That's at least closer. But if you're going to be like, here's a program that you can go watch on your own, that is not, that's a little bit of a bait and switch. So if you have people that are expecting an in-person solution, you got a long-ass in-person wait list, I would not recommend starting an online business or starting an online branch to your business. It doesn't mean that you can't start one in the future or that you can't ask your people and then, and then start one, but I would not recommend that as the immediate solution. In this person's case, I think it would behoove them to actually look to hire if you have that long of a wait list, you have that many people that are wanting your services, it sounds like it's time to expand. Now I get maybe you're sitting there like, well, that's bait and switch because they're waiting for this person and then they're going to get this other person. It's still the same service, however. 
like the exact same services, they're going to be in person. That will take skill on your part to market it and to make your customers, your prospective uh, prospective clients feel uh, reassured. But you're still, it's still the same service that's being delivered. So that is what I would look to be doing in that situation. So, you know, if we take a step back with this, and my whole shtick is like the time that it takes the reps that it takes, the confidence that it takes to succeed with a business in general. And this got highlighted again. Like I said, I, I just spoke at FBA, and that's a bit of a more beginner crowd. It's a phenomenal crowd this weekend, by the way. If you were at FBA and you listened to this, it was fucking awesome to be there and fucking awesome to meet you. Uh, but it's a bit more of a beginner of a crowd. And with that, you know, comparing to like my legacy crew, with that, we have some... There's differences in, in levels of confidence because you just haven't gotten the reps yet. So even if I was to relate it to something as tangible as like a sales page, when you're first creating a sales page and you're going to, and a sales page can be, a website could be a sales page, right? Like you're, if you have a brick and mortar business, your website is a sales page. On that, we want to know a, a, a transformation. You got to promise an outcome. When you're first starting, it is very difficult to promise an outcome because you're like, well, I don't know if I can actually do that. I haven't had that many people. I haven't had that many reps. As you keep working with people, you start to get confident because you see you get those reps. Like I've had now over 400 people go through the intensive and I'm just like, I know what results I can promise. I know what I can do. I know what this program can deliver. And so I can say it flat out on that sales page. Now, that in mind, obviously, your language, your copy will change as you go. But I'm saying all of this because when you're in the beginning phases, so much of it is about getting reps. And to me, one of the best way to get those reps is under somebody else's tutelage on someone else's dime, right? Working for somebody else. Like I, it it was a lot working in the, the PT mills, But I also learned a lot and I didn't start my business, my like kind of concierge cash-based PT practice until I was five years out. You all know I like safety. My boy, Peter Huang, he started like two years out. We all, we're all different with this. I was not confident in my skills and I wanted to just keep learning and and practice and five years out, I was ready. But by that time, I was also like, I can get you better. I know that there's this like hesitancy to say about fixing and things like that because we don't fix we empower and we help you and guide you I know I know I know but also if someone's coming to you for back pain they want to fucking know that you can get them out of back pain it's my belief that when you treat enough people you know if you can get someone out of back pain and you can promise that and you're not like resting on that like it depends like of course they have to put in work of course this we're not Jesus like of course they have to do the work but if they put in the work can you guide them to these outcomes. The more people you work with, the more resolute you become in that and you're able to be like, yeah, I can. I I can get those results. That takes time. So the big overarching, underarching, whatever you want to say, theme here is this time factor. So when you, you know, I said three different times, there's that word again, three different instances when starting an online business probably isn't the best option. And one of them was if you need quick money, I'd you don't have the time for this, this kind of thing. So think about this when it comes to business, 
and your skill sets and developing your skill set and developing your confidence and giving yourself the time to get those reps and to get that confidence. It will make starting that online business, starting any business for that matter, much better. So I don't like to be super negative in general. Uh, So I want to also talk about three instances when starting an online business would be a good solution would be a good option. And it's pretty much the kind of the opposite of, of the first three. So uh, number one, when you've got the time to do this, meaning you're like, I don't need to like pay for these bills right now. I have the ability to, you know, I'm safe financially. I can let this thing play out. I can actually not, you know, I don't have to make decisions from a place of urgency. I have the time to actually invest in this thing. Those people that come to me and we work together, then they're in that situation. And yes, it's privilege. It's sometimes it's earned. Sometimes it's, you know, they're born into it. Sometimes they marry into it, whatever. Sometimes, you know, again, if it's earned, whatever it is, yes, I get it. It's a privilege to be able to be like, I don't need this thing to work right now, but that's a phenomenal place to be in. And then realistically, that's where I want everyone to be in, where they're like, yeah, I can give this thing the time and not be just desperate for for money and not acting from a place of urgency. Second is when you've got a skill set that translate it translates into the online space. Very simple. Like, can you do this thing online, and people want this thing? Cool. It makes sense to to do that online. So obviously, you got to do some market research there, but. If your skill set translates into the online space, into a digital format, into a digital delivery, done. Good idea. And then last thing is kind of similar, the reverse of the third point from, from earlier. And this is, it can be a good idea to start an online option when you've polled your people and they say that they're interested. So when you, excuse me, when you've pulled your in-person people and they say that they're interested. So with that first set of things I went through, I said, it's probably not the best idea if you have people that are wanting and expecting an in-person solution. They want an in-person service. Probably not the best to just go and develop this thing and be like, well, this is what I got for you. But flip side, if you've asked your current people and you're like, hey, I'm thinking about delivering this thing. Would this have been helpful for you? Would this be helpful for you? And they're saying yes. And then you, you, can de- you can develop it, perhaps beta test it with some of them. Then, yeah, it's a good idea to start. Then it could be a good idea to start that online component. And I am specifically thinking about right now anyone with an in-person business, like, an on, like a brick-and-mortar business, and they're looking to create a DIY, do-it-yourself option. It's one thing to create online sessions. They're still very different than in-person they can still be very effective, but they are different than in person, but they're not as different as a a self-paced solution. So I've seen some cases where people are thinking about creating these like DIY courses for people when they do have a long wait list. And they're like, well, if they go through this thing, they will, you know, can get better. It's not a bad option to have, but Again, we have to be realistic with ourselves and how many people actually do stuff by themselves. We know, I know as a physical therapist, part of my value, my role was that bit of accountability that I provided for people. Granted, I didn't want to do it two to three times a week for six to eight weeks. It's fucking annoying. But when you are accountable to someone, you have a session and you have to go in and you're checking and you know someone there is there with you and, and you, know, you got a sidekick. 
it makes a difference. So before you go and create this thing, I would ask your current people, your your in-person people, and see if an online option, whether it's a DIY or, you know, a online sessions, remote sessions, something like that, if that makes sense, if they would utilize it, if they would find it beneficial, if it would solve their problem. And if so, then yeah, it would make sense to make that and you could you could try. But the reason that I'm bringing that up and the testing and the, the asking first is because these things take time and they take energy. And if you have this in-person stream that's doing so well, I don't want you to just divert all your energy and try to like, or not, not even all of it, but part of it's something else that you're not sure about and you're kind of splitting your attention and neither can really thrive. So it really makes sense to be like, all right, does this make sense? It really makes sense. Make it. That is not a good, that's, that's not podcast, good, good podcast hosting there. It makes sense to take a step back and ask yourself, do my people want this? Let me go and ask them. Let me see. Or does it simply make more sense to double down on this in-person component Perhaps bring someone else on so we can really double down on it. And then now that I've brought on help, maybe I can have the time to pull back and ask my people and see if making that online component makes sense. Kiana talks about this a lot in the next episode. I'm really stoked. She has a a portion. She talks about dripping versus streaming, right? We want things dripping. Look at me. We want things streaming, not dripping, despite what the uh, young kids are saying these days. But... I will let you listen to that episode and and hear it. The big overarching theme, again, is the time that it takes to run and start and succeed with an online business. Three times when, or three instances when starting an online business probably isn't the best option. One, if you need quick money. Two, if your skills don't translate into an online offering or online service. Or three, the people you currently have want and are expecting an in-person solution. Right, you have a long in-person wait list. We don't want to do a bait and switch for those people. When would creating an online solution be a good option? Well, number one, when you have the time to do this, when you have the income already there and you're not going to be and, and you're not going to end up making decisions out of urgency. Two, when you have a skill set that translates into the online space. Do the market research, see, go ahead. And then number three, when you've asked your current in-person people and they say, yeah, actually that could be helpful, that would make sense, then go, and of course you have the time, then go ahead and, and consider creating that online business, that online branch of your business, that online solution. All right. I think that's it. Going to make this one a little bit shorter than last episode. I was really into last episode. I, I thank you for, for listening and, and then hitting me back, but I was, I was feeling it. Feeling last episode. Not that I'm not feeling this one, but sometimes you get certain episodes and you're like, I am in it. That was one of them. If you got any questions, as always, you know where to find me. You can shoot me a DM. You can shoot me a text, 310-737-2345. But I just wanted to throw out there today three instances when starting an online business probably isn't the best solution. Remember, folks, or consider this, folks. In-person is never going to go away. In-person will never be replaced. Yes, we have like the metaverse and things like that are coming. And I get it. That's cool. But we are living, breathing, dynamic organisms. We, yes, energy affects us. We need it. We need that close physical proximity to other beings. 
physical touch. Yes, some people need less than others. That's fine. But just having these interactions means more than perhaps some people realize until it's taken away for a long time and then they get to have it again and they get to have a hug again. They get to smell someone again. That sounds weird, but that's a big deal, right? That's one of the things that's missing when we have just a Zoom room. I can't smell people. They're, I can't feel directly feel their energy the same way. These things are different. And for those of you that, that offer in-person services, there will always be a place for it. So double down on the value that you provide with that in-person service. And Kiana talks about this a ton in the next episode. So I really, really encourage you, if you have any kind of in-person business, yes, she's specifically in the massage therapy world, but if you have any kind of brick and mortar in-person business, I think it would behoove you to give that episode a listen. She's full of joy, full of positivity, super uplifting, but also very real. Uh, And I think answers some questions that some of you may have. All right officially gonna wrap it up as always endlessly appreciative for every single one of you until next time friends maestro maestro